Hi, you guys. I'm Rose Greenspan. And I'm Clara Polivian. And welcome. And welcome to- back to Let's Talk Cox. We are closer that time. We um, need to get better at that. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about head races, starting simple, like what they are, mindset, steering, coxing, and then y'all's questions. Nothing too crazy today. But also, I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little weird. I had COVID the past few days. So my voice is a little rough still, but <laughs> okay, and, we still love it. And so let's play simple. What are head races? I mean, I feel like they're longer than a 2K. Yeah. Races that they're 5Ks. Usually they're about 5,000 meters. Four to 5K, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're, I don't even know what, like, they're 5Ks. Not- on a not grid. a straight line yeah with turns <laughs> so to summarize there are 5k on a course with turns in fall and you can pass people yes and it's okay so <laughs> head races are organized like a time trial so you looking up the exact definition <laughs> so <laughs> t- head races are organized like a time trial so You'll paddle up to the start line and they'll say, I'm from Atlanta Juniors, Atlanta Juniors, go. And then that's when your clock starts. And then you have from there until the finish line to take the best course possible, motivate your boat, pass as many boats as possible, and get to the finish line the fastest, basically. Google's definition (laughs) is rowers race against the clock where the crew or rower completing the course in the shortest time in their age, ability, and boat class category and deem the winner. And it says they're typically held in fall. Yeah. yeah. So basically, when we say pass, it's other people moving out of your way to go straight through them. Never, unless safety, because safety is important. We're going to talk about steering in a little. But okay, getting ahead of myself. What head races are, it's a 5K race on a not straight course that's set up like time trials. Yeah, sounds okay. better. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Claire, what's your mindset for head races versus sprint races? I feel like for head races, one of the, the things that'll help your boat is like being a little more technical because in a sprint race, the shorter the piece, the more likely like heavy weight, just like lots are going to win. Yeah. But in longer pieces, like once you start like 2K and longer, finesse and technique are going to get you a lot farther so just like going into that thinking about okay here are the crews in front of me when am I going to pass them how like am I likely to pass them do I have to be looking behind me who's behind me like that sort of thing you have to look at who's around you yeah so for my thing going into head races okay so I've been coxing two this is my third third year and I've only raced one season of head races because my first year was COVID it was a whole thing but um so my thing for head races I haven't had a lot of experience in them but I think the best way to like go at it is think of it just as a steady state piece because I mean your boat will not need you talking the whole like 15, 20, however long it takes. Like you don't need to be talking every single stroke. 
like I'll take a few strokes where it's like like you you don't need to talk the whole time basically I'll go in and I'll like sit there I'll like tell them the rate like where they are like tech like drop in a few tech tens all the things but you don't need to be talking for 15 minutes straight which is kind of what I did for my first few races last year and then I got better towards the end of the season but I've been working on it now and I feel like that's really helps my boats because they're like I like (laughs) in the best way possible they're like I don't need you talking like for 20 minutes straight like that's just not motivating like yeah because they start to tune you out and that sort of thing yeah and and, sorry keep going no you're good I think my coach put it one way I sent him my recording we went over it he was like you don't have to be on 24 7 in a head race because you don't want to artificially raise their heart rates so thinking about it that way that you have that much say over what their like internal like their heart rate, their breathing, you have a lot of say over that just with your tone of voice and how much you're talking or how little you're talking. So if you keep that in mind and you want your boat to be a little calmer, bring your voice down, talk a little less. And then when you're passing, that's when that's when you bring like the race coxing full out. Yeah, exactly. So like if you're 2,500 meters into this 5,000 meter long race, like unless you're in the middle of like passing a boat, there's no reason... I mean, like, unless this is what your crew wants, like, by all means, do it. But there's no real reason for you to be, like, screaming when you're only halfway through a 5,000-meter race. Because, like, that, they, they're they only halfway through. And, like, halfway through a 2K is pretty significant. Like, they only have, what, four minutes or less of racing to go. But halfway through a 5K is, like, oh, man, we still have, like, 10 minutes to go, like, we can't like they can't sustain that high of a heart rate for that long in like row the best they can so yeah that's very well put Rose. okay and then the steering is gonna be a little shorter than usual so we're just gonna kind of like breeze through these points and then get to some questions and then head out but our next yeah. point is steering like claire said so Steering. Steering's one of those things that I feel like every coxswain can always work on. I feel like, like no one's ever perfect at steering. It's one of those things where you want to affect the race as negatively, as little as possible. So you want to steer the straightest line possible. There's always going to be something. Someone might take an off stroke. You might like misread the lines, like the boot lines, or you're going to the race. Like something's always going to happen, but you just want to keep it as straight as possible if you're passing i have a fun story if you're passing hold your ground until it's unsafe yeah like i mean we were doing we were doing a piece on the water the other day and my coach has been like getting down on me about like racing lines like you need to like have the best line even if it's practice you know and so that's what I've been working on. And we were passing, I was in a four actually, and we were passing this eight around a turn and the eight had the inside and we had the outside and we were passing them. And so like our blade, our blades were probably a little too close than they should have been. And like, I couldn't see where my stern deck was compared to the eight's bow deck. So like I was 110% cutting this eight off. Like with every, I was like, you guys, we have to make it around this turn before them 
to get this inside like <laughs> for the next turn <laughs> and my boat's like at the end of the piece they're like wow like we 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 almost crashed into that eight and I'm like we did it (laughs) so like take the fastest best line you can until yeah until it becomes unsafe and if you're coming up from a boat from the from behind you should always try to take the inside because the slower boat always has to yield to the outside like that's just rules rules of the road type of thing if they're not yielding scream your head off have a good time like they don't yield at all during the race like that's something you can petition and they can get penalized and like it's a whole thing but if you beat them and they didn't yield I mean like it's a hassle to petition something so like if you still beat them and they didn't yield like I just let it go yeah and yielding is one of those things where if your line your perfect line is going to like hit them and they're not moving and it's either hit them or take a slightly worse line I say take a slightly worse line because what's going to happen is if you hit them you're now stuck well they lose because they didn't it depends on the race but if they can take they can add time to the other boat but they're not going to take time off of your boat yeah so you may as well not crash and waste five minutes trying to maneuver oars out of oars and people and you know take the slightly worse line and petition afterwards yeah keep screaming have your have your time screaming yield like if you're in an eight and like someone's not yielding like maybe they can't hear you have like a code word or something I don't know make it fun um with your bow seat so like if I say I don't what's like chicken like randomly in the middle of a race like my bow seat will start like screaming at this other coxswain like if they can't like I don't know always be prepared for the worst but yeah, hope- and I feel like it's easiest in an eight because you can turn around and be like oh there's someone there yeah Uh-oh. in a four first of all you're in the front all you hear is blades like you just hear like yeah, like, <laughs> like all you can hear is the blades entering the water, like maybe your own thoughts, and then the bow seat slides in your ears. Yeah, and then hearing another coxswain screaming yield is very difficult, and you can't yeah. see it. Yeah. So, and if you're in a four at one of those races, maybe have a code word like with your, your bow, bow seat's like yeah, and they're like, like can't as, move. Like chicken. I'm sorry, I don't know why I keep thinking. <laughs> um, Someone's but, hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like make sure, as I said, prepare for the best or prepare for the worst. Hope for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, always, I would also for steering, last little piece of advice, always make sure, make sure if you at least don't look at like videos of the race you're going to, if you've never been on that course, like at least make sure you know the course well enough that like you've looked at the course maps from regatta central or something so like you know about like where the turns are where the buoys are all the things and also sometimes there are bridges and there's like a certain arch you have to go through and you know (laughs) make sure you go through the right arch really important and also know the rules about what can be over a buoy line and what can't 
Like some races you can't have your blades over. Some races you can, but your hoe can't be over. Yeah. You know the little rules so you can cut off as much time as possible without adding time to your boat. Yeah. All those fun things. And then moving from steering into coxing for head races. I feel like we've dropped snippets of this like throughout the beginning of this, but yeah. coxing, keep it calm. Like make sure, like I said, I take a few strokes like every once in a while just to like stay quiet. Like you don't need to be like, let's go. Like we're walk. Like, I don't even know, like something like that. You don't need to be screaming the whole time. Cause it'll just, I, hold on. I'm trying to think, Claire, do you want to talk for a second? I'm trying to think of like the best. Yeah, I got you. Uh, am I talking about the same topic? Yeah, probably. Anyway. <laughs> so just like screaming a lot is going to hurt your voice. And there, when you start to scream more, I guess, it's not going to matter. Like when you're screaming at something, let's say you're screaming at nothing and then you're passing a boat and you scream again. Everybody's going to be like, oh. Her cocks are screaming again. Claire's just screaming her head off. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was saying. So, like, you don't want to be screaming, like, talking the whole time because you don't want your important words to be drowned out by unimportant words, basically. That goes for sprint racing, too, and practices. Yeah, this goes for, like, anything, but especially head races because you're going to say so many things during head races. I mean, it's so, like, it's not that long but it's very long compared to sprint races. So make sure what you're saying and how you're saying it is being received by your crew how you want it to, basically. Yeah, and I feel like head races are one of those places where you can also like experiment a little more because you have more time, more like, I don't know, you can think about, oh, maybe this will work and let's try it. Yeah. One really important thing, go over the course, like make sure your rowers understand what the course is like. Let's say there are five bridges you're going through. You're like, all right, we're at the first bridge. This is what this means. So, like, if they know where you are in the course, make sure they know where you are, where they are. Make sure they know where other boats are. They'd be like, all right, we have a boat, like, four lengths from us, like, by this bridge, because they, you've explained the course to them. So, by that bridge, we're going to catch them. Like so it's just one of those things where they have a goal now and you don't have to keep screaming about the goal. Yeah. So like if if your crew goes like a day early to do practice rows on the course, like talk them through the course and the race. Try not to like cox it as much. That makes sense. Like talk them through what's going to happen the next day so they know what to expect and they aren't just like surprised when it happens. Yeah, so like you're going through the course here. You can do this on 2K courses. I usually do it on 2K courses, I think, because I haven't had many 5Ks where, like, they don't know what's happening. But I'll be like, okay, we're passing by this point. This is what we do now. This is what we will do tomorrow. We're passing by this point. Tomorrow we'll do this year. And I'm like, they can kind of look out of the boat a little. Like, they can see what it looks like. Like, let them take in the scenery on the day that it doesn't matter that they're taking in the scenery. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's basically what I was saying. So, like, this is a really big thing for like some of the bigger races, like Charles, like that type of thing. Like, so, like, make sure they know like each of the bridges at Charles. Like, 
how many meters, about how many meters that is, like each of the turns. And make sure like when you go over the course with them, be like, okay, this is this kind of goes back to steering. But if there's like this really big turn in the race, make sure if it's like to port, make sure your starboards know that they're going to have to crank it around that turn. Cause sometimes steering is just not enough. Like sometimes yeah. it's just not enough to turn a boat that sharply. So you're gonna be like, all right, you guys, like we're coming up to this big turn that we've talked about like yesterday and like leading up to this race, you know what's about to happen. Like we're gonna have to go light on port, heavy on starboard in two, that's one, two. Like make sure like jumping it on them if you have to have a pressure difference. Like make sure you're fully preparing them because like that's really important. Yeah, just making sure they know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And one thing about making sure they know what to expect, it forces you to know what to expect. Mm-hmm. If you're like, oh, I want my rowers to know this. So that you have to know it to tell your rowers and then they know that you know. It's like yeah. one of those like trust things where they yeah. now know that you know that you were trying to help them. And Yeah, it's just like- The whole loop. Because they're going through something that like we cannot even imagine like so just to keep them as in the loop in the know as we can that's our job and their job is just to listen and push hard but we have to do all the thinking for them because their brains are just not fully functioning when they're putting their bodies through that so just make fully prepared and you fully prepared them before so that you can just have the race that you want to have okay then we're gonna look at the questions now because we're not prepared and I mean we are prepared we just yes questions opening so, questions on phone we're gonna start with what were you most nervous about in your first head race I have to think back to my first head race okay my first head race more recent than yours so I love it I'll go first what do you think um my first head race last year I was so terrified that like I just wouldn't know where the start line is like I know that sounds really bad but I like launched and then I followed I think it was like our 2v coxswain down to the start line because I was just terrified that I would row past it because like it's so long like it's 4,000 meters I'm like where would the start like I don't know I know that sounds really like silly but that was something I just remember I was so terrified of yeah, it's um, just steering in general, because that's like a big part of fall races. And I was like, what if like I don't see the buoys or something like that? <laughs> but I mean, there are instances where the buoys can be hard to see, but that's when you know, like that's where that preparation comes in for you know the course, so you can like breathe a little bit more. Yeah, I had I think a slightly less nerve-wracking experience on my first head race because it was a course we had been to before but we'd only done the sprint race version of that course yeah yeah, so yeah. I kind of knew what to expect and I was basically a week before my actual race with like the novice boys I I was in eighth grade so uh, <laughs> the week before the master's team was like hey we need some people for this and I was like hey same race same course let's learn it so I got to go there which was a little less nerve-wracking which was like a little mixtape moment and I was like 
we're gonna have fun with this. I'm gonna just like do my best and see how it goes. And I was terrified that I was gonna like turn off the course. Like, uh, yeah, that's my thing. I don't like, know how because the only way you can turn off the course at that place is go on through land. So <laughs> I was like, what if I like miss the finish line and I keep? What if I stop before the finish line or something? Like something about like it was I little what I was doing, but it's like those little weird things. Yeah, I mean. Basically, I feel like it's really normal to be super nervous before your first head race or any race in general, but I feel like the best thing you can do is if you're launching with another boat or like you're racing in another boat, like in the same category from your club, like, and it's with a more experienced coxswain, follow them down the course. So like you can focus on like I'm just behind them and then I can just focus it on my boat. That's what I did. But and if you're ever nervous, like talk to your coach or something, because they'll explain the course to you. Yeah. Most likely. If you have a coxing coach, like try to find them. And if you don't, like your normal coach is fine. They understand pre-race jitters. It's normal. And they've also been to the course before, most likely. Mm -hmm. So they'll most likely be able to help you out and be like, this is the better line here. Yeah all that sort of thing yeah or talk to your other coxswains that's true that's what I did so (laughs) next question is judgment on making moves during a race we kind of talked about that a little during the steering point just be smart and safe base that's yes and if you're wondering like should I make a move now or make a move later always now like Always now, unless like like why not now lead you into an unsafe situation. Like maybe I should take a move, but the move's gonna end at the bridge, and there's a boat at the bridge. Yeah, like right in front of you. That could be a thing. But if you're during in a race and you're like big turn coming up, I want the inside line. Take Go the now. move. Yeah, get the inside line. That yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where the more you practice, like. It's also, it's not something you can plan for, truly. So, like, you have to be really flexible. You have to get on the water knowing that truly anything can happen during the race. And, like, you have to be prepared for that. Because, like, the boat in front of you could, like, not yield. Or there could be, like, two boats passing you. Or, like, no boats passing you. Like, you've passed all the boats and now you're, like, in the lead. Like, What's going to keep your boat motivated now that they have no one else to pass? Like, that type of thing. Yeah, and those kinds of judgment calls come from experience making those calls and experience not making those calls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the kind of coxswain who will, like, I'll do a race. I'll be like, okay, could, should I have done this here, even though I thought about it? And, like, you talk to your coach about it. I did that at Canadian Home but I was like, should I have done this? And like, they're like, no, you should not have. I was like, cool. I yeah. thought this through in the like two seconds in my brain that I had like an essay of thoughts. Like, it's more about, I spoke to my coach about this again because I asked questions. Uh, basically, he was like, you will make connections in your brain faster the more you do something. So at practice, think about making these decisions even though like it's not an actual race, like if you're doing like a sprint piece like, on the water and it's like a racing style, 
practice making a call, practice not making a call, see what happens, and then the brain will make those connections faster in the race. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, during practice, if you're, like, in the boat that's behind and you're, like, kind of coming up on this boat and, like, you're kind of walking through them, I would say, like, make the coxswain in the other boat yield. Like, practice those. (laughs) Like, I know it sounds kind of annoying to be that coxswain, but, like, practice those lines because if you're practicing that, like, it'll become more muscle memory for like your hands to do the steering rather than like your brain trying to figure out, oh, like if I'm coming up on their starboard, 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 (laughs) coming up on their starboard, like I need to push like my right hand, but like it just, you need it to like be more relaxed. So like, just try to practice those um, judgment calls during practice so that it comes more naturally during a race basically. And for those practices, make sure like, I don't know, if your boats are supposed to be even and it's not a race piece, don't be that coxswain. Be like, yield! Like, take that outside line. Like, yeah. Don't be annoying about it, but... but like, practice it. Yeah. Practice it in a nice way. Unless you're racing. And then be respectful, but <laughs> assertive. <laughs> so we have two more questions left. One is creating race plans. So I have not created my own race plan. But I have a few, like, I mean, I have, but my coach, my coach always gives us one, but I'll like add a few things that are like specified for my boat into it. So I won't have a lot of advice on this. I don't know about Claire, but I will have a bit. (laughs) My biggest thing for this is just to make sure it's not for you. It's for your boat. I guess I don't know if that makes sense. Like, yes, you're part of the boat, but you're not the one that's rowing, (laughs) if that makes sense. So, like, make sure you know what your rowers want to hear when they want to hear it. Like, talk to them about making the the plan and be like, hey, do you want this, like, dedicated 10 at 2,000 meters in or 3,000 meters? Like, that type of thing. Yeah, and that sort of thing, I usually make my own race plans just because I like being in control of them. Like my coaches will be like, yeah, you should probably do a move here or here. And like, this is how we want to finish it. But the rest of it's pretty open, which is always uh, fun for me a little bit. And I write out a race plan and you can always show it to your coach, but this is okay. I usually do it for like sprint races, but head races, it's the same thing. Like, this is where it is. I'll take the course, Matt. Mm-hmm. draw out what like by 500 yeah and mark it up and then you can see like okay this is 500 in this is where I take that move and it gives you an idea of where the placement is rather than like x meters in because your box might not work with meters you might not know where that is I'm like bridge number one is this many meters yeah like, we have one at Benderson I'm like when I get to the first bendy part like that's 500 in then when I take this turn it's this much in so then I know those sort of things it's just one of those things where you talk to your rowers like do we want this move here there like what Rose was saying basically we just discuss and it's all nine or all five of your race but it's the four of theirs or the eight of theirs like met like 
physical race for us it's more mental for them it's mental and physical so just make sure you're talking to them communicate that's the biggest thing then the last question we have is best calls for longer races that's difficult (laughs) i mean i don't think there's one call that's like better than the rest in any sense because i feel like especially if you're like moving between like men's and women's boats like blah 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 or like just between like the 1v4 or the 3v4 or like the 1v8 and even like the 2v8 like each of those boats want something different out of their race and out of their cocks and then out of each other so like I said communicate with your boat like that is solely what they want to hear not what you want to hear so yeah and like the certain calls my favorite calls to like say involve like a different boat being mm-hmm. there which sometimes there's not another boat there in a longer race so sometimes you can reference later races like if you know a boat's in front of you somewhere in the race you'd be like random team is going to be with us at Nats in the final. Yeah. So let's chase them now. So they're chasing us in the final. Like yeah. that sort of thing. Getting your rowers' heads a little, just like. That's your job. Can, like, play my yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. If I had to choose, if, okay, if I had to choose one call that I like, I don't even know what it'd be because I want to try to answer this question the best that I can. And I know, let me think. It's so difficult. I don't want a whole bunch of dead air. So I think I'm going to talk, our, let's talk our process through of trying to figure this out. Yeah. Dead air is going to be annoying for people to listen to. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, cause I didn't have like a boat during fall season last year. Like I jumped around from like our 3v4 to like our 2v4 to our 3v8 to our U17 four. Like, yeah, that's how my team works until like states. Like, so it's like one of those things where you never know what call is going to work for what boat. Yeah, because like some of my lineups, like I didn't even practice with until we were on our warm up lap before the race. So I mean, <laughs> trying to figure out what worked best for them, I feel like I would always lean back into like sitting up nice and tall, like making sure your shoulders are relaxed, like chin up, watch that person in front of you. Oh, 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 okay. Wait, I have one. So, so, so for a head race, I'd probably go to, if you're walking on someone or you, if there's someone behind you, like, I'd be like, all right, like, let's push them back, like, put them in the distance, make them small. Like, cause that, like, leave them in the dust sort of thing. Yeah. Like, leave them behind. It's our race. Like, they're not even a part of it anymore. So let's get them out. See, I have a similar one where it's like, this is our race. We want it more. Yeah. And then that like kind of clicks for them. Like, oh, wait, why are we letting them have that? Like, yeah, that, that's our place. Like, get them out of here. Obviously, no one wants to lose a race, but you want it more than the other crew does is basically the idea of that. Exactly. Like, oh, it's so difficult thinking about this. Yeah. Oh, wow. My brain. Uh, like, I'm gonna leave really... a favorite head race call with 
like leaving them in the dust, put them in the distance, our race, not theirs, that whole type of like genre, I guess. Yeah. And if you're like walking through a group at practice today, I, I was in a four. Surprise four. Really fun, honestly. Had a great time. Um, and we're starting to walk on the eight. And I was like, okay, what do I feel in this boat that will make this boat put together? And I felt one of the calls that I came up with was like, all right, all four of us, all four of you have like the individual impulse. It's like, get it all. Um, like, what were the words I said? I don't remember, but it was like, get what? it all lined up so we can have one surge and then we start to walk. Yeah, like, one of those technical things that also like head races make it so nice because something clicks and then it just feels pretty and nice. And, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I think that's about it for today. I think yeah. Questions. Thank if you, you have any questions about stuff? Yeah, if you guys have to us, DM us. Yeah, we love answering questions. You can DM us individually if you want. You can DM Let's Talk Cox. Like, please reach out to us if you have any questions I'd love to help um thanks so much for tuning in yeah bye enjoy your first head races or head races this season good luck to all